following is a Breaker and Bane Network production. Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo. And uh, this week I'm bringing to you episode 162. And, uh, you know, this is the game, in my opinion, that made the first person shooter. And I may not be the first one, but to me, like, this is the first one I remember. Doom. It's been a movie with The Rock. wasn't the best movie, but Doom is going to go down... To me, like, that was, like, the computer game that people had. This is the game that people know. And I'm excited to dive into it. You know, I, I got to preview it a little bit on the Super Nintendo, and it's definitely different. I mean, it's definitely not aged well. I will say that ahead of time. But uh, this week I have Latrell Upton back on. He was on a few weeks ago, if you remember right, on what we were talking about, Mega Man 7. And he chose a couple of games. I said, well, come over, man. We'll play a couple of games. Just let me know what you want to play. And he goes, how about Mega Man and Doom? And I was like, okay, that works for me. So... So that was a Latrell Upton pick, which I'm all about letting my guests pick. Besides Big Underscore Bane, I usually just tell him what we're playing. And he's like, all right, cool. <laughs> and that's kind of the way it goes. But, uh, yeah, we're playing some Doom here. I'm all excited about it. I mean, you know, you get to shoot weird monster alien guys with a gun. I mean, like, who doesn't want to do that? That's amazing, right? But before we get into the game, I'd like to take a moment to talk to you about this week's sponsor, which is, of course, Bane's World over on iTunes. Bane does have an album. And if you have not played Bane's World, or not, excuse me, you probably haven't played, well, I guess you can't play it. This is me completely fucking up what I'm trying to say. If you have not checked out his album, I highly recommend it. It's an amazing album. Bane's World is very uh, inspired by professional wrestling. I am a professional wrestler. I think if you are listening to this show, you'll know Latrell Upton is a professional wrestler. He's one half of the Compound Tag Team Champions, as of this recording anyway. And um, professional wrestling, music, video games, it all kind of goes hand in hand with hobbies that we all share. And uh, Bane is a big fan of professional wrestling, always has been. That's how we became friends back in the seventh grade, if a lot of you don't know that. And he made a rap album completely based off the world of professional wrestling with songs like Roman Reigns, Paul Orndorff, The Phenomenal One, The Show Off, even one called Mark Music, which has tons of wrestling references. I'm talking probably 40 wrestling references in it. Uh, it's it's definitely worth checking out. He he's done an amazing job with this album. I feel like this is the first album he's done where I'm like, okay, I know this isn't like the typical rap album, but this is cool enough. I hope people check it out because this is really really cool stuff, and uh, I'm all about it. So I hope that he, um, I hope that he finds some great success with this album, and I hope it's good enough to see a Bane's World two, because me personally, I want to see a Bane's World two because this album is. Amazing! I put like Sweet Fire Chicken from Panda Express. It's on fire. That's the review I wrote. And if you want to check out his album, even if you don't, well, write a review for it over on iTunes. What's that going to hurt, right? Tell people you, you dug it, you checked it out, you like it, whatever you want to say. And uh, that helps him out, algorithmically, as he says. So check out the Bane's World album. But uh, right now, I'm going to stop what I'm talking about now. I'm going to talk about Doom because it's episode 162. It's Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo. I'm going to grab a gun, first-person shooter style. I'm going to shoot up some aliens. Actually, I'm not because if I had to do that, I'd be scared to freaking death. All right? That scares the shit out of me. I don't like monsters. It's not cool besides the energy drinks. Those are delicious. But anyway, it's Doom. Let's make it happen. It's Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo, and it's going to happen right now. Brian Breaker vs. The Super Nintendo is a BreakerAndBane.com production, and is brought to you by Brian Breaker. Grab the controller, blow the dust out of the cartridge, and join the game.
Alright everybody, welcome back to Brian Breaker vs. the Super Nintendo as I bring to you episode 162 and I'm about to tell you all about the game Doom. That's right, as you already know, Doom, one of the more iconic games of the mid-90s. Um, a lot of you actually may not even be aware how many consoles this actually was on. Um, I, it was actually a surprising pick. I, I you know, I'm, Now that I have the retro refurb, it's not like, hey, Mitch Baxter, you want to come play this game? You know, because I actually, funny story with Mitch Baxter, one of the games that he was on was Rocco's Modern Life. And a big reason um, we did that episode is because he had that game when he was a young child and loved it and said it was one of his favorite games. And so I went out of my way to find that game so that we could uh, do a podcast about that, which I thought that was a lot of fun. Now that I had the retro refurb, I'm like, I don't need to do that anymore. You know, but now it's like, it's really cool that I have this thing because I'm able to do so much more stuff. And uh, so I gave Latrell Upton... Uh, that decision, I was like, "Hey, man, you can uh, you can pick any games you want. Anything as long as I have it on the retro refurb, we're good to go." And he actually picked, um, of course, Doom, which we're doing today. And then a few weeks ago, we did Mega Man Seven. I'm going to record these at the same time, at least his part on the playing of it. But you know, that was uh, that was one of those things. I was like, "All right, let's do it. Let's make it happen." And he was uh, he was definitely down. And here we are. So now I'm going to give you a little bit of information on what Doom is, and then before too long, get Latrell Upton back on, and we're going to play it. Doom is a 1993 science fiction horror-themed first-person shooter developed by ID Software. It is considered one of the most significant and influential titles in video game history or having helped to pioneer the now uh, very well-known first-person shooter. The original game was divided into three nine-level episodes and was distributed via shareware and mail order. The Ultimate Doom, an updated release of the original video game featuring a fourth episode, was released in 1995 and sold at retail. Oh, man, uh, going through some information. Doom was released on, this is going to take me a while, MS-DOS, December of 93, Sega 32X, November 94, PC, 1994, Atari Jaguar, November 28, 1994, SNES, September the 1st, 1995, PlayStation, November the 16th, 1995, 3DO, no idea what that is, 1996, Sega Saturn, holy shit, March 31st, 1997, Acorn, Archimedes, 1998, Game Boy Advance, October the 28th, 2001. Xbox, October the 5th, 2005. Xbox 360, September the 27th, 2006. iOS, October the 30th, 2009. PlayStation 3, October the 16th, 2012. Now, obviously, that means these weren't, like, games that were sold, but they were kind of available in, like, the online play areas and whatnot. But that that shows you kind of how popular this game series was and how influential it was. Um, Everybody remembers Doom. Like, it kind of... I think so many games copied what this was. Duke Nukem comes to mind. Duke Nukem was made because of Doom. Um, like, the only thing about Doom is, like, you didn't know who the main character was. You know what I mean? Like, they actually go over that here in a second. But it was just one of those games that everybody knew about because it was the first of its kind. And Doom, players assume the role of an unnamed space marine who became popularly known as Doom Guy, fighting his way through hordes of invading demons from hell with one-third of the game. Uh, distributed as shareware, Doom was played by an estimated 15 to 20 million people within two years of its release, popularizing both the business model of online distribution and the mode of gameplay and spawning a gaming subculture. In addition to popularizing the first-person shooter genre, it pioneered immersive 3D graphics, networked multiplayer gaming, and support for customized editions and modifications via packaged files in a data archive known as WADS. As a sign of its effect on the industry, first-person shooter games from the genre's boom in the 1990s, helped in no small part by the game's release, became simply known as Doom Clones. Uh, 
Its graphic violence as well as satanic imagery made Doom the subject of considerable controversy. The Doom franchise was later continued with the follow-up Doom 2 Hell on Earth and numerous expansion packs including Master Levels for Doom 2 and Final Doom. Originally released for MS-DOS, the games had been ported to numerous other platforms. Once the game's source code was released in 1997, it spawned even more adaptations. As uh, fans further ported the code to countless devices, the series started to lose mainstream appeal as the technology of the Doom game engine was surpassed in the mid-1990s, although fans have continued making wads, speedruns, and modifications of the original. The franchise again received popular attention in 2004 with the release of Doom 3, a retelling of the original game using ID Tech 4. With an associated 2005 Doom motion picture, another release simply titled Doom and powered by ID Tech 6 was released in 2016 and focused on the returning to the fast-paced action of the first two games. Um, Doom, a science fiction horror-themed video game, has a background which is given in the game's instruction manual. The rest of the story is advanced with short messages displayed between each section of the game called Episodes. The action as the player character progresses through the levels and some visual cues. The player takes the role of an unnamed space marine Doom guy who has been punitively posted to Mars after assaulting his commanding officer who ordered his unit to fire on civilians. The Martian space marine base acts as security for the Union Aerospace Corporation, a multi-planetary con- conglomerate, I did not know what that word was, which is performing secret experiments with teleportation by creating gateways between the two moons of Mars, Phobos, and Deimos. Mars is considered by space marines to be the dullest assignment imaginable. This all changes when the UAC experiments go horribly wrong. Computer systems on Phobos malfunction, Deimos disappears entirely, and something fragging evil starts pouring out of the gateway, killing or possessing all UAC personnel. Responding to a frantic distress call from the overrun scientist, the Martian Marine Unit is quickly sent by ship from Mars to Phobos to investigate, where the player character is left to guard the perimeter with only, perimeter with only a pistol while the rest of the group proceeds inside. The Marine hears associated, uh, assorted radio messages, gunfire and screams, followed by silence. Seems your buddies are dead. The player cannot navigate the ship off, off of Phobos alone and sees that the only way out is to fight through the Phobos complex. So, I mean, like, the concept of this was really, really cool. And like I said, this kind of, I think, was one of the first games that implemented the the horror genre, too. Because, you know, like I said, this is 1993, 1994. We're playing Mario Kart and Super Punch-Out and Double Dragon. I don't think the world was ready for Doom. I think it was so far ahead of its time that, like, like it even said in there, you know, Doom clones became a part of it. And I think that's what made it so unique and so different, especially for that time. So... Uh, I'm I'm very curious as to why Latrell Upton picked this game. I'm excited to get to play it, and I'm sure he's going to be excited to play it. Actually, I'll let him do most of the playing, and I'll just kind of do the color commentary, as it were, let everyone know what I'm seeing, and so on and so forth. But yeah, it looks a lot of fun. I think it's it's cool to revisit some of these games too, because oftentimes it's easy to forget exactly um, exactly what they're about and why we uh, and why we chose to uh, play them in the beginning. I'll never forget the very first time I ever saw this game. My uncle had it downloaded on his computer. He's a big computer guy. And he's playing it. And everyone's just kind of around watching it. I'm just like, whoa. Like, this is so amazing. Like, I, that's all I could think of. Just, like, how blown away I was by that. And, like, how amazing the graphics were at the time. Now, I mean, obviously, we're, we're living in the era of the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. And I remember seeing graphics for Xbox. Like, the original Xbox. This is 2000, 2001, and those graphics blew me away. Blew me away. Like, I could not believe the amazing graphics they had. Now I see the graphics for 
Xbox One, and it's it doesn't it's not even in the same realm of thinking. It's definitely crazy how far technology has gone in that, and uh, you know it's it's kind of amazing a game like Doom. I think if they were to redo it now, it's amazing what it would probably be because you know something like Mortal Kombat has has come along so much differently and has adapted so well that here we are twenty something years later and it's like still a very very popular game series. So. Pretty cool stuff. Anyway, uh, I'm going to take a break here. I'm going to uh, get Latrell Upton to uh, to play the game, see what it's all about, and uh, we'll be back and see what it's all about. So don't go anywhere because it's Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo. It's episode 162. It is Doom, and it's not over yet. In fact, we are just getting started. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo will be back in just a moment. And now, Retro Commercials, brought to you by Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo. Ben, I got a question. Yeah. You know, sometimes you have to call those those hotlines, you know, like you, you have you have questions about stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes it's like, my, my TV remote's not working, who do I call? Right. You know, it's like 1-800 numbers, you don't know who to call. Right. I legit don't know which hotlines to call. Right, yeah. I mean, there's so many of them. I just I don't know which one to pick. Well, I found the best one. Did you? Yes. I'm talking about the hotline of hotlines. Yeah. It's the brand new, recently updated, the Road Dogs. Oh, you didn't know? Your, Your ass, ass better call, call somebody. Somebody. Hotline. Whoa. It's for anything that you don't know. If really? you don't know, you just call the hotline. Really? Yeah, what do you not know? I I, 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 don't, I don't know the square root of 10. Call it. They'll tell you right now. I don't know how to bake apple pie. Call it. They'll tell you right now. Holy crap. Absolutely. And if you don't like that, I got two words for you. Really? Call it. Done. Versus the Super Nintendo is back. Round two. <clears throat> All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back here to Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo. A few weeks ago, Latrell Upton came by the crib here to play a little um, Mega Man 7. Yeah. Latrell, you are back again. Almost like no time has passed at all. Almost. And you are diving into Doom. How do you feel about this, man? I've honestly never played this game. I always wanted to play it because like, I'm a huge, like, Doom Nukem Mark, so I was like, ah. Oh, so is that is that a reason? Because I let you pick games, and you were like, I want to play Mega Man and Doom. I was like, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do it, man. So um, I, I kind of mentioned on the Mega Man episode a little bit. If, if anyone listened to that one, which if you haven't, check it out in the archives. Um, Doom, or a Doom was the first game of its kind. It was the first like first person shooter, right. and uh, kind of set up an entire uh, generation of video games to, to follow. It's pretty insane. I'm trying to figure out how to jump on it. Graphics not great on the Super Nintendo version. I remember this being like a big computer game back in the day. Yeah. And so of course once oh, it's once it's big on computer, it's gonna get ported to you know Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo. Uh, I'm sure this was on PlayStation and 64. I just I just want to go through here and I can't figure it out. I should have really like prepped for this and figured out like walk through or something. I jumped earlier, but I don't remember. This one is one of those games where you kind of just get thrown to the wolves here. Yeah, <laughs> thrown to the wolves. That's how you shoot. Shoot that barrel, see what happens. And you killed me. 
well, you knew what was going to happen. No, I didn't. But best piece of advice, don't listen to me ever. Yeah, damn it. I did play this a little bit. I don't think I tried to. You were trying to go through a window. I think maybe if you went a different direction, that might maybe. be better. Maybe there is no jumping. Yeah. Yeah, this seeing is... some alien guts. And this is like, you're hunting aliens. This is like kind of a ahead of its time in, in, in the sense of like what games were, especially in the mid-90s. See, I'm really young, so like I grew up with this type of stuff, so mm-hmm. I, don't, I didn't know this like was ahead of its time. This was, well, this was cutting edge back then because... my age. Yeah, because back in like, you know, 90, probably 94, 95, 96 when this came out, there wasn't really games like this. Not, especially with like this level of violence either. Yeah. Because this is like right around the time games started getting ratings. I think I see some creatures coming at you. Yeah, this is just like Duke Nukem, man. See, like, yeah, like everything is <laughs> pretty much the same. Yeah. The only thing is 64-bit. Yeah. I, I mean, like, once you get used to it, it's like, it's like seeing like TVs and like Walmart's and stuff. Like, by yeah. comparison, it's like, oh, you can tell which one's the shitty TV. But if you just saw the TV by itself, it's like, it's not that bad. So I mean, seeing yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. like, if you get used to it, it's like, oh, it's not that bad. Come on. Yeah. I mean, like, you can't really tell what the fuck they are unless you hear them, but. It's not as bad, like, once you get used to it. Right. You can kind of, like, tell what they're going for. Yeah. I remember, like, Duke Nukem had, like, a lot of uh, Easter eggs and stuff, which was always pretty cool to me, like, trying to find those and doing that. I love that game. I actually never beat it, but I always played it when I was younger, so, like... What console did you have that on? uh, 64. 64. So, like, if I played it now, it'd probably be a lot different. Yeah, and that's sometimes it's one of those things too when you play a game like that that you liked as a kid, it doesn't always live up to the hype right. that you once experienced. Well, Duke Nukem actually played it recently. It's still pretty fun. Pretty cool? Yeah. That's, that's sometimes what it's about. You I also had a WrestleMania 2000 on there. I didn't play, I didn't actually like ever play No Mercy until this year. Or WrestleMania like 2000, year. of course, was the first one. Yeah. Right? That, no Mercy was the sequel. Which was a lot. And of they fun. also had two WCW games before that World Tour and Revenge. Yeah, Revenge was a lot of fun. Oh, I passed. But, like, uh, playing, I remember one time, like, I came home, and I had, like, done a bunch, like, created a bunch of guys and stuff like that, and I came home to uh, the WrestleMania 2000 game and put it in, and then all my characters look like Crash Dummies, like, you know, like, in the cars and stuff, they all look like Crash Dummies, I don't know if that's, like, a thing, and I, like, called my mom, and she knows nothing about video games, she's like, oh, I don't know, and I was like, why do they all look like crash dummies? Like, I don't know, like, all the data like, got corrupted. It was weird. I never looked it up, but... <laughs> that is odd. You should look that up. I think I will, because I don't feel like I'm... Like, all of them look like crash dummies? Yeah. How weird. I don't... And all it's my... not like you're connected to the internet with that thing. No, of course not. I don't know if anybody, like, hacked me on Nintendo 64, but I should probably... I don't feel like I'm the only person that's ever happened to, because it's very, like, specific. You got some armor. I did. That's weird that they would look like crash dummies. That's what I'm saying. I don't... Like, every character? Every creative character? Yes. Yeah, but they were all doing, like, their motions and stuff, because, you know, like, if you go over them, they'll do, like, their animations, and they were all doing their own. Yeah. Not, like, Crash Dummy stuff. That's weird. I don't know what Crash Dummy stuff looks like, but I want to find out, Cowboy. I, I, one of the earliest games I played on this podcast was The Incredible Crash Dummies. Have you ever got a chance to play that? No, I've never heard of that. It's, it's quite a game. <laughs> Basically, when you get hit, you lose a limb until you're just walking on your torso. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's actually pretty fun. Yeah, if you go into it with, like, zero expectations. Yeah. I mean, the name, you're just like, fuck that. Yeah, pretty much. You're not looking good. You're looking very oh, bloody. I'm health, though. I'm yeah, you are. Health. It doesn't fill up as much as I'd like, though. I will say, this doesn't quite have the music tones that uh, 
Mega Man 7 had. Mega Man 7 was rocking some tunes. Yeah, but I don't think this needs that. I mean, it, what they're going for. It helps when people are listening to the podcast if there's good music playing. That's true. This is a little bit like the ambiance, like a... It's like... Yeah. WCW Revenge, as good as the game it is, the fucking, like, generic... I don't even know how it goes now, but it's just, like, so bad. I got No Mercy. It was like, dig, dig, diggity. Dig, yeah. diggity, dog. It's funny. <laughs> it was funny. I never noticed that as a kid. And now I, I look back, I'm like, what the fuck was that? That's yeah, so stupid. Yeah, it's funny because uh, at our last show, Mitch, like, you know how I play like, music during intermission and stuff, he played that, and it popped all the boys. Dig, diggity, dog. And, like, <laughs> like are we playing No Mercy? Yeah. It's amazing. And, like, yeah, playing those games, too, well, when, like, you're I, younger. Yeah, well, I remember, like, old wrestling games, like, wanting to play them, like, hoping that there would be entrances on the game. Yeah. I remember like the very the first time that, thing. yeah, it, the very first time that happened, it blew my mind, and they were the shits. Yeah. But it's, like, now that's just a staple of it. And, like, playing those games, too, like, oh, shit. And you're dead. Oh, I did very well, though. You did a lot better this time, yeah. yeah. But like, I feel like Doom, you're doing a lot better in than you did at Mega Man. I think Mega Man is, like, I don't know, puzzles are my thing. First-person shooters are. But, like, playing those old games as a kid, you're just button-mashing. Oh, yeah. And then you play them, like, uh, old, like as you get older, and it's, like, in perspective. Like, oh, man, it's actually, like, a lot more complex than you'd think it'd be. Yeah, absolutely. Like, on, like, uh, No Mercy, or not No Mercy, but uh, WCW Revenge, you can do, like, flips out of, like, German suplexes, and that's, I don't know why that's so, like, revolutionary to me. Right. So, first-person shooter, you said, is that your favorite game genre, you think? Uh, I don't know what would be. I think, like, RPG, mainly, or, okay. like, uh, GTA San Andreas is a big one for my generation that we all... It's such a good storyline and such good gameplay. It's, like, perfect mix. So, around, like, I guess open world would be mine. Did you ever play the Batman Arkham games? Yes, I did. I really like those. I played, I don't like, this is a good story you'll enjoy. I rented Arkham Asylum from a game, Gamefly, I think it was, mm-hmm. and I got 33% through it. So I was like, I'm, I How is that, actually? Because oh. they say, like, no late fees and shit. I'm like, that's complete bullshit. No, it is. There's no late fees. The problem is, is when you rent a game, like, they charge you, like, 10 bucks a month or whatever it is. Oh, okay. So if you keep a game, you're still just paying for it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But I didn't know, like, the gimmick on it, because, like, they put it over, of course, on the commercials. The, but... the problem is, it, you know... When you send a game back and that you get a new one, it's like five days in between. Because it's two days to get there, two days to yeah. get back. So it's not the greatest thing. But I'm really not into like I don't know. I don't like the idea of renting a game. Yeah, well, it's it's back in the day. That's what we did. You know, it was yeah, awesome. True. So it's a different situation. I don't like they have like games at Redbox and stuff, and I'm just like I want to play this game to beat it. I'm not. Yeah. It probably is not going to get back to you for a couple days. Yeah, exactly. And uh, but you know, back with you know with Arkham Asylum, I rented it. And uh, got 33% through it. And so that it was coming up on Christmas, whatever year that was, probably 2011. And my sister's like, hey, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, actually, I want Batman Arkham Asylum. Because yeah. I want to beat that game. So she bought me the game. Problem is, she bought me, like, the Gamer's Choice Edition. Oh, yeah. The save didn't add up. And I, I was so pissed. But that was one of the first games that I really was like, this is super fun. Yeah. Because I'm not, I don't play a lot of... New games. I even have an Xbox 360 that's not hooked up right now. You ever so. played God of War? Um, no, I haven't. So that's a good one. A lot of people are like, you know, a lot of my friends that have like Xbox and stuff shit on it because they feel like it's just a button master, but I always enjoy it. Yeah. I, I can see their point. He was actually a uh, character in the latest Mortal or like the Mortal Kombat game that came out in 2011. You mm-hmm. could be uh, Kratos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I think, oh shit, in the new uh, Injustice game, they're coming out with the Ninja Turtles. I don't know if they have already or not. They're going to be a DLC, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I, that popped me. Hellboy's on there, too. Yeah, I heard about that one, too. It's funny, because, like... I that played... made me actually want to play Injustice. That made me want to get a new console, I'm yeah. not going to lie. Huge fan of the Turtles. I played video games, like, a lot more before I started wrestling, because then, like, fucking don't have time for it as much, but, like... Yeah. Like, dude, I remember video games got really fun after I got my job because, in perspective, I was like, "This job fucking sucks." But like, I want to be playing. I want to be playing video games. Well, no, like when I play them, I'd be like, "Oh man, this is so much fucking fun!" I never do video games with this fun. And it's like, I just like rejuvenated. It was weird. Well, it's also weird because, like, when you get a job, you are now at a point where you can actually buy video games. Yeah. But because you have a job, you can't really play, play them as much. You can buy them. You yeah. Look at them. When you get home. Yeah, it's it's a it's and also too when you're exhausted, which I'm sure you are a lot between your job and wrestling and yeah. school. If you had time to play, you're so tired you just want to sit there and watch TV. Right. So I've definitely been there too. Yeah. But now, like before I even like started having a job of wrestling, I was playing uh, like during the summer I'd play video games and I'd literally be up from like 12 p.m. to like 6 a.m. the next day playing. 2K14, and I had, like, 2,000 matches on there. Nice. With, like, maybe 50 losses. So I was pretty damn good. Making it happen. Yeah. I was a fucking mark winning about my uh, win-loss record in wrestling. Hell yeah, Cowboy. It's actually a very fun game. I've never played this, and I want to play more of it, honestly. You're really digging it, huh? Yeah, I'm really liking this. Like That's I why I can't put up the retro refurb enough. This thing is an amazing console. Like, I have so many games I can play. It just, it blows my mind. How much does this cost you, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, the whole the whole console was, like, 189 It's not bad at With all. With shipping, it was about two, 206 two, uh, It was under 210 I remember yeah. that. Personally, I think totally worth it. Yeah, for sure. Especially, like, nostalgic, man. Mm-hmm. And with me doing this podcast, I have access to everything. Right. So right. someone's like, hey, can we play, uh, like, uh, Dimitri was on here a couple weeks ago. We played a... Mm-hmm. Uh, Contra 3. To buy that ca- that cartridge is like 50 bucks. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not playing that. But it's yeah. on here. I went to fucking, uh, oh, what's the store called? Vintage Stock. And they have like some games in there for like $200. I'm like, fuck you. For like PlayStation 2. Like, oh, yeah. It was like Final Fan. It was actually, no, it was a game I never even heard of. It was like, because those games are out of print and they're rare now. Yeah, it was like $200. And I was like, I'm not paying for that. Yep. Like Duke Nukem was like 20 bucks. And I was like, yep. like some games are like, like a lot of the Mario games are like 50. And I'm like, Retro Reaper. Yep. Hell yeah, cowboy. This thing's amazing. Like, yeah. it really is the coolest thing ever. I think you actually learned about this through Mitch, huh? I did. Yeah. He had one, and it, like, well, RD put it over, and RD's a big gamer, Ryan yeah. Davidson, in case people don't know. Piece of shit. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. And, uh, but he's a good gamer, and uh, he was really putting it over to me. I got a chance to play it. Actually, what sold me on is the fact that WrestleFest was on here, the old arcade yeah. game. And that's such an amazing game. I was like, oh, I'm buying that shit. Now the Yes, I am. Not a big fan of uh, WrestleFest. Are you not? Uh, I can't get into it. I don't know if it's just it's, my age. It's or... nostalgic, man. Because yeah. we only got you never saw it except like here and there. And so when you saw it, you're like, oh my god, I gotta play that. And that's that's where it became it became nostalgic. So like, I don't know if you had this, but like when I grew up, like you know, things got serious when people would stand up in front of the TV and, and then play? They, like yeah, start butt mashing and stuff. That's when you know shit was about to go shit down. Shit was going down. Yeah. So it's actually funny because. Uh, Dan Maestro makes a return on this podcast. Plug, plug, brother, brother. Yeah. Uh, Another compound alumni. Former compound tag team <laughs> yeah. champion. I'm following his footsteps. Hell yeah, cowboy. Current compound tag team champion. Don't know if I will be when this comes out, but we'll see. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, but uh, they actually almost broke up because of Monopoly. 
Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was very serious at the time because he wouldn't trade houses or something like that or property, and they almost ended a three-year relationship over it. Monopoly serious business. Yeah, it is. Video games, like, yeah, uh, mini fights in my house. <laughs> it's, like, awesome in theory, but uh, in execution, just awful. Yep. Like, it sounds funny, like, oh, man, they're fighting over a video game, and it's like, man, this is ridiculous. Yeah. It's a video game, we're about to break up the entire family. Well, sometimes, uh, I think sometimes it's it's not so much the game, it's people's attitudes in the game is what makes people mad. Yeah. Because, um, I don't get too personal on here, but my, uh, I have a family member who, when they play games, are, like, super annoying and, like... All right, well, let's go ahead and wrap it up here. You're doing very well. Yeah, this. you're doing very well. Well, we're about out of time. Um, you did very well on this, but, um, quickly tell my story. He, he gets really into the games and becomes annoying. And it's like, fuck you, we don't want to play with you anymore. And yeah. it's like, it's one of those things you shouldn't let it get to that. But same time, he doesn't have to be a douchebag about it yeah. either. So anyway, Latrell, appreciate you being on, man. Thanks, man. Thanks a lot. I had a lot of fun with this one. All right, everybody. I'm back here to close up the show here on Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo episode 162. And a big thank you to Latrell Upton for, um, for uh, you know, being on the show, lending his voice, playing the game a little bit. He liked uh, Doom a lot better than... Uh, Mega Man 7 from a couple of weeks ago, so I think that's a good thing. Definitely a win for us. Um, check him out at Latrell Upton on uh, Instagram and at Upton Latrell on Twitter. Good upcoming guy over at Compound Pro Wrestling. As of this recording, we'll have the Compound Pro Tag Team Champions, in fact. So check him out. He's doing good things. Um, if you want to support this podcast, a good way you can do that is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Brian Breaker and pick up one of my amazing t-shirts. I have, uh, I have 13 designs. 13 different t-shirts you can purchase over at Pro Wrestling Tees, including the new Breaker Retro shirt. Me as a retro Hasbro-style figure. It is amazing, just as cool as it might seem. Pick that up. It's uh, it's great stuff. And, uh, yeah. And if Latrell Upton ends up on Pro Wrestling Tees, pick up one of his, too. Why not? Pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much all I got as far as that goes. Um, check out the uh, Facebook page for this, Breaker vs. SNES. Give it a like. Give it a follow. Whatever you got to do. And then also, I tweet out the links a lot at Brian Breaker ODR on Twitter. Just retweet that. Let people know you're listening, that you like it. You're into retro gaming. And uh, the more people, the better. Good stuff for us all. So anyway, guys, that's pretty much all I have. Check us out. And uh, check out Breaker Remains Power Hour every Sunday with a special guest. we got a lot of good guys coming up in 2018. I'm very excited about that. So check that out. And um, thank you for checking out Breaker Remains Power. Or uh, not Breaker Remains Power Hour. I'm tired as fuck. I don't even know what I'm saying. Thanks for checking out Brian Breaker versus the Super Nintendo in this fantastic 16-bit journey through the world that is retro gaming. I'm Brian Breaker, and I'll see you guys in seven days. <laughs> <laughs>